Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hello and welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855am, 3CR Digital Radio and 3CR. and 3cr.org.au. My name is Rebecca, and from the Brainwaves team today, we have Christine and Helen. Also, a big welcome to Helen as well. This is her first live show, um, and she's one of the new members of our team. So, welcome, Helen. Um, so, on this week's show, we have Dr. Paul Fern. Um, so, basically, Paul has written um, numerous books on his lived experience of schizophrenia and has joined us today to discuss how writing and poetry has shaped his mental health. So. So, Paul, can you give us an outline of your first experience with schizophrenia in 1998? Yes, I can. Um, It was a time of uh, great difficulty. Um, The first time you experience mental illness is always, I think, the most difficult. Um, Not that it gets any easier, but that first time really, um, you don't know what to expect. Things are changing around you. Your perceptions are changing around you. my own particular experience I yeah, wrote about in my diary of a schizophrenic um, that was published many years later. Um, and that that book uh, detailed an experience I had of light and sound could actually somehow impinge itself upon my mind and damage parts of my mind, um, which sounds so weird to be... Uh, but to actually live through it was um, was 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 quite debilitating. Um, I experienced uh, something known as anhedonia, which I came later to know the, the technical term for after having done a PhD on schizophrenia. Um, and it's a lack of pleasure and um, or feelings of lack of pleasure. So. The main thing for me, up until this time, I'd been getting a lot of pleasure from, say, going to the art gallery. Um, And um, that pleasure stopped. Um, And I would go to the gallery and I'd see the works of art and I wouldn't perceive pleasure anymore. And it was really quite an amazing experience. But, But what that has given me is a strength. I know now that... I can go through anything really to live through that experience um, and to come out the other side. Um, it's given me a great strength. Yeah, thanks um, for, I guess, allowing us to kind of delve into that very personal experience with you. Um, Paul, you wrote that um, in one of your publications, and I'll quote that during that period, your mind became so fragile and exposed to the outside world, that to live was to take a leap into a sea of daggers, each one stabbing at the very fabric of your being. It sounds as though your experience was really characterised by this feeling that the boundaries between your sense of self and the outside world were beginning to fall apart. Yeah. um, What having that sort of experience does to you is um, it's sort of diminishes the fear you have in other aspects of your life. Um, Imagine 
walking down a street and a piece of sunlight was glaring off a window on a shop front that you were walking past. And you, in your mind, you believe that glancing sunlight can actually damage a part of your mind. Um, and once that eventually receded for me, um, I was I was less fearful of other things, um, and and it in part allowed me to go on to do to write all the books I've written, um, and and do some of the things that I've done. Um, I'm able to do that because I've I've lost that fear now. Mm. Look, I've been through that. It can't it can't possibly get any worse. I've survived that and. That really came to the fore when I was doing my PhD um, because the result was, was very fraught. Um, some of the examiners liked it, some didn't like it. Um, and I remember sitting on a, a little balcony area where I used to live and this is when I was going through the end phase of my PhD and I just thought to myself, look, I've been through that. I can, I can go through this. And because um, I've heard so many stories of people giving up PhDs at all sorts of drastic moments. Um, but, and I think for people experiencing psychosis generally, I think once the, once the meds have kicked in and sanity starts to prevail, you get an inner strength. Um, and that's what I found with myself. Mm. Okay. And how did you first try to make sense of um, this experience before you were diagnosed? Well, I'd read a few books um, on mental health topics, um, but nothing was to prepare me um, for the eventuality of myself becoming unwell. That to have that first-hand experience, um, you can you can read you can read a lot, but. Um, when it comes down to it, it's a, it's 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 your own personal test, um, and you sort of get through it the best you can, um, and yeah, you 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 carry on as best you can. Mm. Paul, what was the impact of schizophrenia on your, I guess, relationships with your friends and your family? I mean, how did they react to your symptoms? During that first episode, um, I had two good friends, but they were away traveling overseas. Um, so they probably didn't become aware of my condition until they returned home. Um, as I, I was interviewed on Radio National um, when my diary was launched at the Melbourne Writers Festival in 2010. And um, on, that, on that show, um, Natasha Mitchell asked me a similar question. And I'll give her a similar response here. Um, um, my father took a psychiatric perspective because it was an illness and my mother took a spiritual perspective this is uh, I think the phrase is a spiritual emergency um, and so I had these two perspectives working in tandem and both my mum now has passed away um, unfortunately um, but both perspectives, and that, her perspective uh, still lives in me. Um, and my father's perspective was, 
a psychiatric one, which which in the end got me the medication which I needed. Yeah, so um, Kate, you mentioned medication. What treatment did you receive following your diagnosis? Can you describe the process of recovery, of trying to piece your understanding of yourself and the world back together? Yeah, um, basically I was given a fairly new uh, medication um, and, and told to try that. And um, I've always responded quite well to medication. Um, so that worked quite well. There were, I didn't go through any CBT or uh, anything like that. I didn't go to any workshops or group meetings or anything like that. Um, and that approach, uh, I think, worked for me. It meant I didn't, didn't overly internalise the fact that I was mentally ill. Um, I... Um, uh, just went on with my life, took medication, went on with my life. And for many, many, many years at work, you know, um, yeah, it, 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 it seemed that it, in the end I had to change medications, but, um, but I still got a number of, uh, of really good years out of that, what, that first medication. So that's really good to hear. So, Paul, from our, I guess, communication with you, we know that you experienced a second psychotic episode in 2002. Was that a different episode from the first one that you had experienced? Yeah. Um, I remember that episode well. I was uh, I was doing my master's at Melbourne University. I was just coming to the end. I did it in, in the philosophy of art. Um, and I remember I got, I got the result for my MA... And it was about a 72, I think, which is not setting the world on fire for marks for MA. Um, and my supervisor then said to me, look, um, uh, we'll, we'll give you the chance to rewrite it to improve your result. And I remember saying to, asking him, oh, can I go backwards? And he said, yes, I can. So I, I knew something wasn't right in me. So I just happily accepted my 72 and um, uh, I remember going to St. Vincent's in the emergency ward and uh, but that that was um, that was uh, sorted out fairly quickly just um, back on the medication which which has always always been good for me um, back on the medication and and yeah, well again. Mm. Okay, you later published your writings from your first period of psychosis in your book, Diary of a Schizophrenic. What inspired you to make um, your personal diary public? Um, I, can, I can imagine a time I was um, at the paperback bookstore in uh, the CBD and, um, and was uh, looking through the books and came across a book by... A, a book by a person by the name of Vaslav Nijinsky. Now, Nijinsky was a famous ballet dancer um, in the early part of the 20th century. Uh, he uh, performed with the Ballet Russe under Diaghilev, and um, he, he was the most famous dancer of his era. Um, there's many machinations to his life, but it came to the point where he was to retire for various reasons. And he went to St. Morowitz, which I think is in Switzerland. 
and um, decided he was going to retire. I think he was going to set up a, a school for young dancers. Um, but before he could do that, he uh, suffered from psychosis. Um, and, and much to the delight of the literary world, um, he kept a diary at the time. Um, and so I saw this uh, diary and I, th I thought to myself, I've got something like that myself. Um, maybe, and then I started to think, maybe I could get it published. And wouldn't that... Be, I didn't have any grand designs to save the world at that time. But eventually I realised that in getting it published um, has been some good done um, by helping people at least think maybe I can maybe I can do the same uh, maybe maybe that'll be a good adventure I could go on maybe maybe that'll help with my own personal mental health recovery you know, th th there have been elements of good like that that would have come out of it but um, initially I was um, I was just uh, in enraptured by the thought of I could I could get something published uh, much like Nijinsky did I remember I, I sent it to Alan Unwin <laughs> Firstly, and um, they sent back a little note saying, no, we don't publish things like this by people who aren't already famous. Okay. So, um, but I don't know if they've changed their, their mind about that. Um, um, so, so yeah, it was, it was, it was a fortuitous meeting. I, I actually um, got... In, enraptured by the diary and um, ended up writing an academic piece um, on Nijinsky um, and that was published just before my it, it all came together I had that article published on, in an online journal um, I finished my PhD and then had the diary published so it all sort of um, came together hmm, so Nijinsky was quite an inspiration for you yeah, he was. He he. Um, so I can't say I was the first person to do that. Mm. Um, I'm I'm one of the people to do that, but Nijinsky was just. Uh, you know, he he did a very important he did a very important thing. Much to his, even though he suffered a lot for it, he did a, a very important thing by keeping that diary, mm. and um, showing the way to people like me. Yeah, that's really inspirational. Um, so, Paul, your latest book titled Prose, Poetry of a Schizophrenic, um, has your experience with mental illness served as an inspiration for the art that you produce? Um, but I've, I've used it a bit now. Um, I had my diary and then I uh, had a book. My second book was called A Schizophrenic on Arto, which followed the life of Anthony Nato. Uh, who was a, a film star in the early silent era and um, wrote books and he suffered from schizophrenia and was, was hospitalised for many years. Um, I did that book. I did a book on uh, Strindberg, August Strindberg, who suffered from schizophrenia. It was called uh, A Schizophrenic to Strindberg, An Unanswered Letter. And I also did a book on... Um, uh, Hurdlin called uh, uh, Schizophrenic on Hurdlin. So basically, I've used it for all it's worth. Um, and but my 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 thought is, look, 
if if this condition is gonna put me through this, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back, man. Yeah, there's no mucking around with me. I'll uh, I'll I'll take it for all it's worth. Okay, so Paul, what is your view on the intersection between art and psychosis? You state that art and poetry endeavour to express what is essentially inexpressible, and few things could be harder to express than the experience of psychosis. It's really—I'm really glad this question came up. Um, I decided uh, a while ago I was going to retire from writing, and the many reasons why I came out of retirement. Um, what I did was I spent that, it was about a year and a half, I spent that time creating art, um, just in my house with a little, uh, uh, what do you call them, those A-frames? Um, uh, anyway, I, I was producing art and, and it was fun and I was going to the gallery with friends and friends would ask me to go to the gallery and, and so what art can do, much like writing, but art is, in, is particularly good for this, you can um, you can create a little context to live. You can produce art. People will say, "Oh, he's mad," but look what he's producing. Um, and you might go to gallery openings, and you might meet someone there who's also had a brush with mental illness. And this is what happened with me with writing. I I've met many people who have had their own experiences with mental illness. Um, and because I'm pretty forthright with um, with telling people about my condition, um, I, I've met uh, quite a few people who um, who have who have an illness, a mental illness. Um, but what art does is that you go to the gallery with friends and you you produce art and and it's just just a wonderful way for a person to create a life. Mm. Um, so, Paul, you wrote your um, Doctor of Philosophy thesis on the subject of schizophrenia, which I must say is quite an amazing achievement. Um, what insight did studying the work of philosophers from Freud to Heiger um, have on your understanding of schizophrenia? Yeah, um, it's given me a heightened awareness of the condition. Um, so you, you spend, I spent six years doing my PhD um so you develop and what you do is you have then at your disposal a lot of the technical vocabulary and it's it's so, so empowering to be with a psychiatrist and normally they have all the power but you know you, you sort of say to them look uh my aunt heat and is not very well today and um you know um my avolition is um is a bit a bit skewed today, and, and they sort of wow, you know, <laughs> this person knows they're talking about. Um, but in terms of the philosophers themselves, um, Freud um, is a bit out of favour these days, but I like to think of him as an old philosopher. Um, and with all good philosophers, you you take their um, you take their their words with a grain of a grain of salt, and you. Um, you come to warm to them um, for the humanity of their views. Um, and Heidegger was like that. Uh, and I looked at Deleuze. Deleuze was quite controversial. I won't go into it here, but um, 
and Wittgenstein looked at Wittgenstein, looked at Lacan, looked at Carl Jaspers, um, and basically through all that reading and research, you, you develop a heightened you develop a heightened sense of of understanding yourself. Um, awareness of mental, mental illness in general has risen considerably in recent years. Do you think that um, the awareness and acceptance of schizophrenia has kept um, pace with that trend? Yeah, I was just um, saying before we went in, there was a marvellous uh, poster um, at a, tr a tram stop here near the studio, and it just simply said um, to stop the stigma or something like that. Um, and it was, I think it was an ad for someone who won an award in mental health for, for doing just that. Um, so you're right, it has, um, it has, stigma has diminished in society. My, my barometer, this may be a bit amusing, my barometer is RSVP, the website.com.au. And I'm always very open with, my condition, much to my chagrin, that I, I just can't help myself. The slightest possibility I say, hey, no, 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 this is what I suffer from. How are you with that? And I have to say it's gotten better. Still not perfect, but it's, it has gotten a lot better. Once upon, I'm, I'm still single, mind you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but it used to be the case Oh, it was shocking. It used, used to be shocking um, just how many first dates I had that didn't go anywhere. And um, But having said that, I've, I've had a few positive experiences um, and things haven't worked out because of me. Usually, usually I try and blame other people, but no, things haven't worked out because of me. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful um, that schizophrenia um, gets up there with, with depression, depression is very much accepted. A lot of footballers are from depression, and so that helps helps the fight, I think. Uh, but we'll we'll get we'll get schizophrenia up there. Mm. So, Paul, just before we conclude, um, you've been like quite an inspiration. So, I'm sure many listeners out there would agree. Where can listeners find out more about you or your publications? Okay, um, you can simply Google me. Um, Paul Fern, F of Fred, E-A-R-N-E. Um, I have about 14 or 15 books on Amazon.com in the US. So um, uh, if you just punch in Paul Fern to Amazon.com, it'll all be there. Yeah, and thank you so much, Paul, for also coming on the show. You've, you've um, talked about a few issues that I've never really... Um, discuss with anyone before and I think like your um knowledge and insight into it is is really incredible and mm -hmm. thanks for coming on the show again by the way because you've been on here before I used to have a show with Graham Doyle Poets Corner yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it's it's nice to have you back um so basically also um we just wanted to say that last week was radiothon um and so far we've reached 65 percent of our goal which is amazing um and incredible to all and a huge thank you also to everyone who's donated um if you still want to donate you can you can just go to 3cr.org.au slash donate or even pick up the phone and dial 03 9419 8377 
Um, so once again, thank you, Paul, for coming on the show today and, and talking to us. Um, so you can find more of our shows at our website, brainwaves.org.au or the 3CR website, 3cr.org.au or on iTunes. Um, if you want to send us feedback or suggestions for shows um, via email, you can email us at brainwaves at wellways.org. Um, next week on the show will be another episode of Brainwaves. Um, thank you for listening to us and we'll be back next Wednesday at five for another episode of Brainwaves. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.